Real Men Feel with Andy Grant encourages men to allow and express all of their emotions. Despite what you may have been told, all emotions do serve you. Real Men Feel is committed to engaging in discussions that most men aren't having, but all men can benefit from. All links mentioned in each episode are in the show notes found on the blog at realmenfeel.org. Now let's get to it. Hello and welcome to another edition of Real Men Feel. This is your host, Andy Grant. This episode is brought to you by mensgroup.com. They are the leader in online men's groups where you can connect and chat with other men. It's very simple and straightforward. You can get support for whatever you're going through. Their groups are curated. So if you're dealing with parenting issues or health issues or isolation issues or emotional issues, you'll be in a group with other men dealing with that as well. Visit mensgroup.com slash RMF. You'll find articles and resources and an opportunity to try a men's group for free. So I encourage you to check that out. Because a common challenge I hear from men is that they lack friends and connection. So this is one way to take care of that. Mensgroup.com slash RMF. Also, too many guys talk about that their their emotional range, they think they're supposed, they can go from angry to okay, and that that's the range of men. But men can feel happy. Men can feel joy, right? Happiness is really is a choice, and too many men aren't making that choice. That's why today I'm very happy to have my guest. He is a happiness consultant and founder of the Be Happy Revolution, Chris Ali. Hi there, Andy. Pleasure to have me on. I'm very grateful. Uh, I'm very happy to be here. <laughs> We're always using that in inverted commas now, isn't it? It's a great word. Yeah, yeah. So let, let me, actually, let me start there. Like we kind of throw that around. Is that are are some of those cliches? Oh yeah, I'm happy to see you. Happy to, like and and without like meaning it. Does mm. does that kind of dilute? happiness or or do you introduce yourself differently as a happiness consultant are you i am really happy to be here you know is is there a difference in in all of that um for me personally i always think our happiness should be real so if it comes from a place of like uh uh, you know if if we're putting on an extra sense of something that isn't really true to what we're feeling then it's uh it's not helpful but uh i always like to try and be positive upbeat and and come from from a good perspective um yeah, it's very funny that you mentioned that because we always do say like, I'm happy to be here. I'm really happy to do this, but we don't really have that associative feeling from it. And so many of us don't actually know what happiness truly is. Mm. Well, great. Um, so yeah, let, let's go into that. So what what is happiness? So it has an pretty much an infinite number of different definitions when you look at the different dictionaries or different places. Um, for me, the set, the definition that resonates most is from the Buddhist tradition called Sukha. And sukkah is basically a lasting sense of well-being where we have a, a state of unshakable happiness that's built from within. Um, and it actually means that we end up being quite resilient, but also that we're wired naturally to see the positive in li- the positives in life, uh, to be more creative and to experience joy, um, even when things seem like pretty tough as they do now. Yeah. So, I mean, I said in the open that, that happiness is a choice. So it really is a choice. We we can decide to be happy regardless of our circumstances. Yeah, 100%. It's, it's much easier said than done because throughout our lives and throughout our conditioning, we are taught to be unhappy. Our innate nature is actually to be happy. But over the years, we pick up these stresses and strains. We are, we, we fail, we lose out on things. We don't, Uh, we have negative experiences. And from that, we actually learn what it's like to be unhappy. Hmm. But if you look at a baby, except for when it needs attention or a specific uh, response from its parents or caregivers, it's generally very happy. 
And that's the natural state that I want us to be able to get back to. Right. So we come into the world happy by default mm-hmm. and it's kind of, uh, hmm, what we choose to focus on or probably if we, if we confuse our circumstances with us, I know that was a challenge for me. Like mm-hmm. um, growing up, I dealt with depression and suicidal thoughts and I didn't think it was something happening. I thought it was me. Yeah. The, the I am my thoughts, almost the person who's thinking that's it specifically. And, and you touched on a really good point. We we're never taught how to be happy and how to manage our thoughts and how to manage our emotions, especially as men. There's a lot of, um, you know, a, a lot of this culture of being strong and not showing our emotions. But as we're starting to see, it's incredibly strong to show our emotions in a in an intelligent and responsible way. And when I mean responsible, it's about understanding that they're guiding us. They're signs from the universe to help redirect us towards our path. And they're extremely valuable. Right. Yeah. I always talk about emotions as, yeah, they're, they're our natural guidance system. And they tell you, like, happiness tells you you're, you're in aligned with your, your purpose, your mission, right? Your, your higher self, whatever exactly. you want to call it. Yeah. Exactly. Cool. And, that's, and that's what we want to be aiming for. And that's what the concept of true happiness that isn't dependent on our circumstances, because that's the main, let's say mistake. Okay. It's not our fault. It's just the way that we've been led to believe that happiness happens is something that happens from the outside to us. Yeah. How many times have you ever heard yourself saying if X, Y, or Z happens, then I'll be happy when I'll have the job, when I'll have the car, when I have the podcast having 100 subscribers, a 1,000 subscribers. I found myself saying when I have my private number plate, then I'll be happy, right, for my car. But what this does is two things. Firstly, it makes us feel that happiness is something that comes from outside of us. And essentially, it isn't. It's something that if we close our eyes and think about an anchor in a positive experience, we can create those circuits of joy, creativity, happiness in the moment. It's simply created by us and we allow things to make us happy. And secondly, when we're happy first in the present moment, we automatically attract the good things in life towards us. We open ourselves up to new relationships, new friendships, new experiences, opportunities where we previously saw Uh, obstacles and being able to be in touch with that is fundamentally important cool and that uh, this just hit me now but the whole if then model kind of proves that it is a choice because you know a a new car doesn't come with a side order of a box of happiness in the back seat but you you decide (laughs) oh i'll decide that that'll make me happy but too many times then we get there and it doesn't actually because we can we put it we put it outside of us Yeah. And actually what happens is it it will give us that instant sense of happiness. So to that extent, it does give us this momentary pleasure, pleasure feeling. But after two months or three months, you actually just have that filtering back into a a normal part of your life. And then you currently go back to what we call in positive psychology, the happiness set point. And there's actually a really interesting study that looks at, and you may have heard of this, but the relationship between those who have won the lottery and those who have had a tragic accident and had um, some uh, part of their body removed, amputation, okay? And believe it or not, after one year, those people in both groups actually return to their natural resting state of happiness. Now, isn't that crazy to think that we spent our whole lives chasing after the next thing and the next thing? We're constantly chasing our own tail. 
but unfortunately all this is doing is returning us to the same initial point yeah yeah it is amazing um so have you always been innately happy or was this something you worked on um it was actually a, something that came naturally to me when I was younger. When I was a kid, people always knew me as the boy who wouldn't stop smiling. But actually, that wasn't the be all and end all. That wasn't everything. Throughout my teens, it was a very tough time. You know, I struggled with obesity. I had a lot of problems with my parents and the struggles that they were going through, uh, specifically mental health illnesses and alcohol abuse. And having to see some of the stuff that I did throughout my teens, I didn't have much of a social life. I really didn't have much going on. It was, you know, from the outside world, like outside perspective, looking in back on it now, it, it really could have set me up to be very depressed and feel awful and, and really struggle. But it was at an all-time low that I had, you know, towards the later end of my teens, where I actually had one of the biggest failures. Um, I was very fortunate in my schooling to, be, to, to have a special scholarship uh, for a very expensive school. And I failed my, my A-levels because the conditions I was living in were really poor. And I just couldn't study. I couldn't bring myself to it. I was actually deeply unhappy for the first time in my life. I couldn't take what, what, this, what circumstances I was in. And I was handed a very small lifeline, the opportunity to repeat the year. And it was in that moment that I actually realized that it was my unhappiness that was actually self-creating more negative outcomes in my life yes things were not great but because I was unhappy I kept focusing on all the problems I kept focusing on all the negatives and as a result it created you know undesirable results because we know the relationship between our thought our beliefs thoughts feelings and and results right so in that moment I decided that no matter what happened you know I have a choice to focus on what I have or what I don't have Right. And that's one choice that we all have. And so I literally just on that spot said, no matter what happens to me, I'm going to remain happy. I'll feel the emotions. I'll feel the negative emotions. I'll process them, but I'll return to, to a higher resting state. And things just over the next few years completely transformed. And many people found that my life had done like a complete 180 degree shift. And I actually realized that it was all solely down to the choice to be happy in the present moment. Cool. You mentioned the happiness set point and that there can be circumstances and choices, but if, are there ways to boost our set point? If somehow we feel that our, our natural point is just always kind of like morose and gloomy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And this is a really interesting point because for a long time, the study of psychology, biology, et cetera, says that our genetics determine our environment or our experience, right? We have a product of our uh, DNA or our genes, and therefore we can't change. But actually recent research, and you might be aware of this in the field of epigenetics, mm -hmm. has shown that actually we actively select the DNA blueprint that we have. And we can actually, when we're stressed, we turn off positive DNA um, settings. And when we're in positive states, we actually activate them. So we can Fortunately for the listeners, we can increase our happiness set point. And this is done by changing the perspective or the lens that we operate from within the world. Happiness is essentially about our relationships, not just our relationships with other people, but also the relationship we have with ourselves and the relationship we have with our past, our future, our present, the way that we see failure. 
Um, and once we can actually work on these specific uh, fundamental principles, we can very easily increase the happiness set points. And that's what I, I do in my role as a consultant. Cool. Yeah, I, I've, I think I first heard of this over 10 years ago. The book I read was by Marcy Shimoff, and it was called Happy for No Reason. And I was reading it. I was, I think I was in the middle of a depression when I got this book, but it was, it was just full of things. And, and again, changing your perception. And I had this negative slant all the time. And I thought that was reality, not my choice, not my perception. Mm-hmm. So that really helped me to open up and yeah, just encourage people that if, if you don't think it's, and as you said earlier, it, it's, it's simple, but doesn't mean it's easy. Mm-hmm. So as you shift and just focus and, and, you know, instead of realizing all the things you don't have, all the things that make you unhappy, like use uh, tunnel vision and focus on what does make you happy and, you know, consciously mm. ma- make yourself be grateful for something and just yeah. feel the difference and go, oh, wait. And even if it's just momentary, like, oh, mm. so th- just again, you have that power. We all have that power to to feel better. I believe in, in any moment you can find a reason for happiness. Do you find that to be the case? Definitely, definitely. Um, I've been fortunate enough to travel to uh, some what we would call like less fortunate parts of the world, Southeast Asia in particular. And if you go around and see the smile on um, on people's faces there and the way that they actually experience happiness, you know, it is surreal because you think those people in the West would be the ones who are feeling, you know, the worst. But it's because essentially there's a whole other aspect of happiness which we don't get taught about. We don't we don't learn. And that's huge dynamic happiness, that unshakable happiness that comes from within. Like you said, in any moment, you can decide to say, actually, I've got all of the needs that I require. I have this good thing or that good thing in my life because we all have good and bad things that happen in our life. But it depends on to the extent which, like you said, we focus on each of them. Like you said, you had a perspective that would naturally tend to see what wasn't so great or see the problem. Now, this isn't inherently our fault. And this is what I want our listeners to understand is that I don't, it's very important to realize that we sometimes are negative and that's okay. We sometimes have emotions that we struggle with and that's okay because we've been brought up in a world where we're designed to find problems, problem solve. What's the key thing that employers look for? Problem solving ability. What does that mean? We're constantly searching for what's wrong. What's the problem? And so therefore we've created well, we already have our, our fear-based circuits in the amygdala and whatever, but we're actually programming a part of our brain called the, the reticular activation system to consistently search for what's missing, what's wrong, what needs to be improved. And when we do that, of course, we're naturally going to see the negatives in things. And so we can, that's the part of, of you know, the science or the part of the brain that we work with to change it. And it literally is as simple as, you know, people say writing a gratitude journal is actually shown to have a 25% increase um, in people's happiness over a period of three weeks. Now, start with something really small. When I like to help people to tap into the feeling of emotion, because the feeling is much more important than the thought component. So just open the fridge and see what food that you have in the fridge and think about the journey that it's come on to, to get into that fridge. Somebody's cultivated that food Somebody's then processed it, taken it across to a shop. Someone's put it on the shop floor. Someone's looked after it. You've gone to the shop. You've picked it up. You've gone through that whole process. It's exchanged a lot of hands just to be in your fridge. And when you can appreciate those little tiny things, you automatically become happy in that present moment. And that starts to shift the way that you 
operate in the world and the lens that you you have cool yeah i have i have a a short class online with udemy and it's about the power of gratitude and this reminded me some of those things in it and that because the, the practice of cultivating gratitude can make you happier in the creation of it. So in, in this mm-hmm. course, I show things I did around my house to remind me to be grateful and thankful. And I had a sign that said, thank you inside my refrigerator. So I'd say, thank you. And it made me think oh, wow. to thank for the food. And I had uh, in my cabinets, I had an empty um, bottle and I wrote gratitude on it and put hearts and Monty signs and like glitter and all this stuff. And anytime I'm making a smoothie, I would think, Sometimes I would just think it, but often I would take it out and put gratitude into my smoothie. Yeah. And, you know, those are like, it, it, it adds fun and it, re- it reminders and brings some, for me, some like childlike joy of, of adding that to yeah. your life. Yeah, that you hit the nail on the head. That's literally subconscious priming. What we're doing there is we're, get, we're filtering through the conscious mind and we're teaching our subconscious mind to look for what's good, to think about what's good. And that has such a powerful impact that we we almost sometimes we don't realize just how powerful that is and like you you mentioned there as well those little things that you have around the house help you to bring more joy and creativity into your day and not only does that activate the right and left hemispheres of our brains to help them to come together in coherence but which which has you know many benefits in terms of like outcomes and how we operate in our productivity and efficiency and all those things But like you said, you reconnect with that inner child that we all have. And what that inner child always wants is to be able to express itself. And in times like this, when it's so tough to express ourselves outside in the world, you know, our outside worlds are kind of uh, become less than what they were before. We now have to be creative and see what we can do within our own house, like you said, and pop up little messages and bring more great, you know, gratitude, creativity, joy, uh, spontaneity into every single day. Yeah. yeah. Um, I've been doing a gratitude journal for at least a dozen years. And, but for years, every time it was recommended, I said, Oh no, that's ridiculous. What a waste of time. That's silly. So I'm curious if anyone <laughs> thinks, Oh, this is nonsense and silly, just try it. And, and once I had an experience, so now I walk around, I have a yellow sticky notepad and I write down things as it goes along. And this goes into my journal. So even if I don't have time, here's the list of all the things I was grateful for. And when I do have time, expand and really write about the feelings. But it can be that simple. But I've I've been walking around with these sticky pads for years now. And I'm like, oh, good. Oh, good. Like I'm happy to collect (laughs) things to write down about later. So yeah, it, it, gratitude, happiness, appreciation, joy, all keep building and building on Mm -hmm. each other. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I asked earlier about changing our set point and yeah, like, so I, doing this for years, I have definitely changed my set point. Like, um, I don't know what, so if I stopped journaling for weeks, you know, maybe it would go back down, but like mm-hmm. I'm used to all these practices. So every day my, my set point feels higher than it did years ago, for sure. Exactly. Exactly. And like you said, with those little things that you put into place, that raise the set point, we can also do work to become more resilient to the negatives that we have in life, bounce back from them quicker, but also to actually have more positive experiences in our life. What we find is that just as important as what we've discussed already is the power of contribution, meaning, uh, and giving back is, you know, exponentially um, powerful when it comes to raising our happiness levels, because at this time, a lot of people are struggling. Now, if we can find a way to help other people, it really reconnects us with that sense of community, the sense of purpose, the sense of the fact that we're good enough and we have something to offer. And we're also, you know, 
coming together on the fact that all of us have this element of suffering and to ease that and to be more compassionate and share that with other people is something that's uh, really important so, in at this time. And did you kind of know this theoretically or discover it for yourself by becoming a happiness consultant and, and sharing positive psychology with people? Like how did it show up in your life? So I studied psychology at, at uni because I was really interested in, in the mind and how, why people do what they do and how we can help to create a, a better uh, society where people are, are living their best life, right? But it, it lacked the positivity psychology approach. And I thought there was something missing. I, w- I wasn't uh, too, too content with, with what psychology was offering. And as I went traveling and a journey of self-discovery to really grow as a person and, a, and the growth is... And our evolution is actually another very important metric or uh, method for attaining happiness, right? And so when I was on this journey, I saw the power of happiness and how I was in a, a, a flow state, right? So a state of flow. And what happened was that I was meeting the people at the right time. I was going on the journey exactly the right, you know, at the right things happening at the right moment. You know, I was growing so much so quickly that four months felt like four years and I was having the best time of my life. And I realized that, when we're happy first, everything works in our favor. It's like the, the, the dice is roll, uh, rigged. Mm. The dice is rigged in our favor. Every role that you produce is going to be beneficial. And I was like, I have to share this with people. There, you know, this is, I've been lucky enough to realize that happiness is the key thing within my life and something that I have to share with other people. And, and then since then, I've just been on a journey of trying to make sure that people get that, get that information and, be able to apply it into their own lives. And positive psychology is a fantastic uh, discipline or uh, area of psychology that really highlights how important this is. Yeah, cool. What are some common messages that, that men receive around happiness? I think the, the main one that, that point that I remind myself of or whatever is that life isn't meant to be too happy or too playful or too much fun. Like life is meant to be serious and you've got to grind and you've got to hustle and you've got to graft and you've got to show another, sorry, you said one message and I'm listening about 17, but this all come, I feel like this all kind of flows in, into a succinct pattern. But, you know, the fact that we've got to fight our way through life and hustle and graft, um, but that's not what it's meant to be like in my personal opinion, but also in the opinion of many others. And I think because of those beliefs that we have about life, it automatically makes us feel like we don't, it, you know, it's weird if we're too happy too much of the time or we can't be trusted or something's wrong or it's fake. And that, you know, <laughs> we have to hold grudges against people. You know, we have to show ourselves to be a hard man. But really, all we're looking for deep down is to feel happy. It's the, the only goal that has no other goals beyond it. It's the end goal. Um, and so I'd really encourage the listeners to be able to tap into the fact of, you know, the fact of, am I allowing myself to be happy because of what other people have told me? And is that, you know, is it time to change that? Does that answer your question? Yeah. And it reminds me of some experiences I had. I remember being, uh, I was about to teach a a self-publishing, you know, ebook class at a, at a bookstore a few years ago. 
and asking people like, what were their goals? And, and one woman came, I saw your video online and I came to see if you were real. I was like, what do you mean? She's like, you're so happy. I came to see if you're real. And my wife happened to be there. I'm like, oh, am I always, am I always happy and unreal, honey? And he's like, yeah. so it was really funny. Um, but like, yeah, she, and, and when I was um, younger and depressed, I thought happy people were, were fake. I mm. thought they were like, you know, not seeing reality, putting their head in the sand and they, you know, it, and uh, so now I'm glad to that it, it's reversed. And we're like, no, I used to be putting my head in the sand of negativity and misery yeah. and not seeing what was good. Your transformation is actually uh, so powerful and so incredible to say like where you've come from and to where you are now. And, and like you said, you're a real testament to saying that actually it's by changing the way you see the world, by changing your focus and everybody can do it, yeah. you know? Yeah, and uh, I've I've had the pleasure to visit Africa a couple times. I've been to Kenya, Tanzania, Rwanda, and Uganda, and much like you're talking about seeing seeing children, just people with even not even children, old people of all ages with quote unquote nothing, but they were happy, mm. and even better than uh, or maybe not better. I was surprised that I enjoyed the safari and seeing animals was amazing, but I love just going through villages and waving to kids who would wave back and like freak out and like, Oh, that was like, yeah. they're like the another day. Someone waved to them. And it was just such a weird, fun, joyful thing. And yeah, happiness is it's an inside job. It's not mm-hmm. about the stuff. It's, it's not about, I mean, I think you said it, it's, it's about the relationships that we cultivate with ourselves and with our mm-hmm. moods and trusting our emotions and, and all of those things. So are you seeing more, men and more people overall putting a priority on their happiness? I believe that this current pandemic or situation or whatever that we're in is a massive catalyst for well-being, emotional, mental well-being, mental health. And so this is a real opportunity for us to start prioritizing our happiness. And that doesn't mean the pleasure seeking and the hedonic life where you're chasing, you know, all these incredible, um, things right things because that's not what true happiness is that's not going to leave us happy feeling happy all the time but a life where we're actually prioritizing what we you know putting ourselves first and caring for ourselves first i i think we are starting to see some good progress but uh i almost feel like people don't know how happiness happens and how they can tap into this incredible inner inner um in a sense of a strong foundation of happiness that can't be shaken or stirred by the outside world. You know, with a lot of people, I think a lot of people are struggling with a, a lot of doubt, a lot of anxiety and uh, constant negative thoughts that race around in our mind. And people don't really know how to get rid of that at the moment. Um, and that combined with strong strong sense of negative feelings at the moment puts us in a very precarious and difficult situation um it's a hard one i think people are becoming more conscious of it that's for sure yeah because this can sound really just like high pollutant nonsense if i'm i have family members that are sick i've lost my job I, I I can't leave my house. I, there are no jobs to apply for and I feel isolated and miserable. And today's the day I should start a gratitude journal. Mm. Right? It can just feel <laughs> yeah. like, like I get that. And I, that was my resistance for a long time. But so if someone is really not feeling it, um, mm. 
they have a you know general idea that maybe they used to be happy or they see other people that are happy and they just aren't. What are some ways to to cultivate that resilience? What are some ways to to pick yourself back up? So there's something that was really interesting that I heard from uh, Professor Sri Kumar Rao. He did a talk on extreme resiliency. You bounce back so quick that nobody would even know that you've gone through something. And he spoke about five key points, which I think you know are really important to share. Um, this guy has run uh, a world-leading program on happiness at one of the massive um, institutional universities in, in, in America that's been extremely successful. And firstly, he says, good thing, bad thing, who knows? We actually will find, if we look back at certain situations, is that our biggest failures, our, our worst moments, were actually a catalyst to help spring us forward. And for example, if you've lost your job, and there are no other jobs to apply for, this may be an opportunity to redirect your, your, um, your journey to something that you truly want to do rather than settling. And it might take a little bit longer, but this might be a really good opportunity for you to expand your, uh, your journey to something that you've never been able to even put time into before, making your passion uh, into something more of a career. Joe Dispenza says that, every incredible opportunity is uh, disguised as an impossible situation, right? And that leads us on to the next point, which is that we live in a benevolent universe, okay? Think about the universe as like the ultimate boss. It gives us what we need, not always what we want. And if we can start tuning into the the lessons that we're being taught by the experiences we're having, How is the universe trying to guide us in a direction for each of our situations to help us in some way? Try and think about how our situation is happening for us rather than to us. And that shifts us from a a state of feeling that, you know, I'm a victim of my experience to a pioneer of my future. Um, Thirdly, he says, talk about the opportunity to really set goals. We don't set goals um, as much as we should do. But for those of us who do set goals, we often attach our happiness to these goals. Instead, what we need to do is to appreciate how far we've come, the reverse gap. So look at how far you've come over time rather than saying, oh, I'm not where I want to be. Therefore, I can't be happy. Focus on the process. And maybe losing something good is making way for something great to come in. But if you only think that something bad is going to come in, well, guess what? Your reticular activation system is looking for the evidence, my friend. Uh, you know, as hard as it is, that is that is the case. Finally, as we've spoken about a lot, the focus on gratitude and what we have is really important. And finally, the technique that I love the most is the con- well, the concept of reframing. Reframing our situations. And the one technique that I work on with my, my clients in particular is what we call the tip and flip method. If you're having... Uh, constant negative thoughts and you think that things are working against you give yourself a tip throw in your two pence your two cents a bit of advice to help if you ever find yourself in that negative position which you are you know predetermining and then on the other hand flip it around instead of thinking about what the worst that can happen might be doubt your doubts say well what about if it goes the opposite What if this is the best thing that ever happens and this incredible um, (laughs) misfortune 
lends itself into a, a series of opportunities that help me to really live my best life and connect with my most authentic self and enable me to be as happy and really live a life that's not a lie or, you know, not fake in some ways. Applying these principles might help go some way to doing that. Cool. Yeah. And I can, I vouch for all those. They, they, it's not that they just can help. They do help. Yeah. <laughs> but you've got to take that initiative. You've got to, you, you've got to take that initial effort and conscious choice to get out of the rut you, you mm-hmm. might feel that you're in. Right? Yeah. But it can be done. Cool. And thank yourself for it. Be, mm. you know, have some self-love and compassion and think about how incredible you are, not just for breathing every second of the day and 50 trillion, 50, is it 50 trillion cells in your body that are operating at every moment, but also the fact that you've come from a struggle and got to this place or you have the opportunity to turn it around. Really love yourself for it. Mm. Yeah, and instead of, and, and I used to think this way, that I would see myself, uh, see my life as a series of struggles. Well, instead, wait, no, my life is a series of overcoming things. My life exactly. is a series of wins. Ah, right. And yeah. And because like um, really, it really is perception and it really is choice. And it's what we focus on. And when you're used to focusing in a certain way, it will take more effort to change that. But, but everyone can change it. Exactly. And that's the epi- that's epigenetics, right? We, mm. we change over time as humans and it, it will take a few weeks, months, maybe even a couple of years, but it's most definitely possible. Yeah. And, and I think you're breathing evidence of it. Yeah. And, it, and it's worth it. It's not just possible. Like, no, the, oh. the, the gains, it's like, it's a better <laughs> life, right? Yeah. Exactly. So actually let's, let's talk on that. Um, you know, we're talking about happiness. Of course, everyone wants to be happier, but what does it really mean? Like, like, what does more happiness in your life? How does that, how does that show up? I think it shows up when you feel connected to the world. So you see everything as living and as everything as, as you know, a brilliant creation that you're part of. You feel like part of the whole thing. Um, I think it shows up when you have really positive relationships with other people that are uplifting. I think it shows up when you wake up feeling excited for the day ahead rather than, uh, you know, (laughs) nervous and worried about it. It shows up when you go to sleep at night and think, wow, like, you know, I I really enjoyed that. Or maybe it was tough, but I experienced it and it was a good thing. Um, It shows up when, when you can actually just sit there in the present moment and absorb it and really feel that, you know, you're lucky to, to have it sink to our knees in gratitude. What about for yourself? Yeah. I mean, I, um, hmm. yeah. Happiness fuels more wanting, yeah. wanting to share, wanting to create like, and you know, and I, I struggle with this sometimes, sometimes, Oh, there's more. Oh, I have to do more, but like, no, but when you're happy, you're like, Oh, I'm glad there's more. Right. Yeah. That's it. It's our conscious and subconscious mind are aligned. So actually we're just doing everything in a state of flow. If you're doing something and it's creating that tension, then it's a sign about, you know, is this how I should be doing it? Because your subconscious mind has the, is the powerhouse. That's what helps you to create incredible things on the planet. If you're happy, you're in flow with that. And that might be the opportunity you get. If you lose something in your life, like a job or a partner or whatever, it may be at this time, an opportunity to tap into what gets you in that flow state. Chris, what makes you happy? (laughs) 
Is that is that the process where you just lit up halfway through my answer? Is that what you thought? <laughs> what makes me happy? Just it, like literally life itself. It sounds a bit corny and a bit cheesy, but I'm you know I've you know in, embarked on the spiritual path, and I just realized how incredible the entire creation is. That we're all emanations of the the one mind or the infinite mind, and to think about if we really deeply think about it, how the planet gives rise to life, how nature is so incredible. When you go and see nature around the world, it's so incredible. When you see that, like, you know, actually everything is existing, like that in itself, it just, it, it actually lights me up. But the main thing that makes me happy beyond, beyond that cheesy concept is giving back and volunteering and helping others. I really didn't appreciate just as how important it was until recently i've just moved to a place in liverpool and we've had some great people doing some work with the with the local homeless people here who were suffering and to see how us doing a little thing to support them in this current time made them feel that just gave me a sense of happiness and bliss and pure joy that nothing else could ever replicate and so if you're really missing that happiness in your life, try helping somebody who's really in need. Yeah, that, that, I had to, I, there's another thing I didn't believe until I experienced it. But yeah, s- service really mm-hmm. is a gift to yourself. Like, like I feel fantastic. Even if I'm, if I'm miserable and moody and then I help someone like, oh, I, like I feel better. They feel yeah. better. And, you know, the, there's the, the cliche, misery loves company and all energy is contagious. Yeah. But company prefers happiness so exactly <laughs> your misery loves company but your company <laughs> prefers you to be happy exactly exactly and it's a joke i always say like karma dharma it's like doing a good thing doing the right things will actually result in good karma but it's not the reason you do it not only does it make you feel better but it means more good things come into your life it's like a double it's a double win yeah nice are rigged yeah and, and i'm thinking of a couple more um, positive psychology tools that I use and that help me to be resilient. One, one is a happiness jar. Yeah. It's just a jar and it's decorated bejeweled that's in my kitchen. And when something like really great, you have a great day, like, oh, a great episode of Real Men Feel or, her, you know, got mm-hmm. a, a great review winner. And I go in there and then on your birthday or the end of the year or when you're feeling miserable, you dump it out. And you yeah. read all these great things and, you, and just all these reminders like, oh, things, it's not as bad as I might feel right now. Or it's another yeah. way, oh, celebrate things you forgot about. And it can just be, you know, uh, heard a funny joke. It like it doesn't have to be some big yeah. thing. It, it's actually, I find it could be better if it's, if it's, you know, you know, someone, uh, 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 a pretty girl, you don't know, smile to you on a Tuesday, like something yeah. you would forget. And it's like, <laughs> that's oh, a yeah. double, that's a, that's a double. I'll write that twice. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then also, like we talked about gratitude journaling for anyone that is of service, uh, for any coach podcast or anything like that, I also have a a journal of my magnificence, and it's where all the reviews, all the feedback, all the mm. thanks so much for doing what you do. That all goes there, and I open that when I'm like, why am I doing this? Like I I'm so spent, I'm exhausted. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh yeah, here here. So for that reminder of this why, this is why. Yeah. yeah. So there's there's a way to kind of store your happiness other places, and then and and save it for a time when you really need it. Exactly. That's it. It's taking note of what good happens in our life. Like you hit the nail on the head. These are such small, easy, enjoyable activities that, you know, they're really simple, but until you think about doing it and incorporating it into your life, it, it's something that you don't. 
and it has an incre- it has such a strong impact. Yeah, so. yeah, it does. It really does. And that's kind of the, the best thing by, again, you being happier, you're naturally of service. So your happiness spreads. You, you want to share why you're happy. You want to you know, share that good mood with uh, the entire world, which, which is what you're doing, Chris. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And that's what we need more than anything right now is like times are tough. Things are difficult. People are struggling, really struggling. But the vehicle to it is to see how we can get out of the situation. How do we get out of the situation? By reframing it, by looking at it in a different way. And it starts with the smallest things, such as building up our happiness in those little tiny ways that have that ripple effect. Beautiful. So, so Chris, what's the best way for people to connect with you, find out what you're up to, learn more about the, the Be Happy Revolution? Yeah. Um, so at the moment, my main channels are Instagram. So at Chris Alley with a K. It's like short for Kristen, like the female actress, you know, because in America, Kristen's a uh, female name generally, but it's, uh, it's a male one here. apparently. <laughs> okay. So um, no, chrisalley.behappy. And then I've actually just set up a, the Be Happy Revolution collective on Facebook, which is um, a private community group where we can all come together and share positivity. I'll be sharing the latest insights, tools, strategies, techniques from positive psychology, and also the little techniques that you just shared, all those incredible macro, micro things that we can do to bring more happiness into our everyday lives and overcome the negativity, the, uh, the struggles, uh, et cetera, that we face. And I'll actually have a very exciting five-day challenge launching in November on there. So check out that group, uh, come and join us, and let's help spread some positivity. Beautiful, beautiful. Um- Chris, thank you for your time. Thank you for everyone listening. I hope everyone uh, feels a little, uh, maybe their happiness set point is, uh, has been <laughs> nudged up, right? And, yeah. and, and if not from our exuberance, our love of life and all the sharing of different ways that you can put it into your life, like, like pick one and try one, right? Um, visit realmenfeel.org for the show notes. We'll have lists of all the books and the programs. We'll have a, a link to Chris's uh, group so you can check out his challenge for November. Um, but yeah, I mean, give yourself that gift. Like, we all deserve to be happier. We really do. Exactly. Right. Exactly. You know, we, uh, I mean, life is serious, but we often make it more serious than it needs to be. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Exactly. And you'll find that if you allow yourself to be happier, life suddenly transforms in front of your very eyes. Um, a very great, uh, comment or a very great tip that they say in Southeast Asia is don't try, don't know. Mm. So give it a go, give it a go uh, and see how it's going to work for you. Beautiful. Thanks again, Chris. Thanks for listening. Uh, This episode of Real Men Feel is brought to you by mensgroup.com, the leader in online men's groups where you can chat with like-minded men. The leader in online men's (laughs) groups where you can chat live with like-minded men. Get assistance with everything you're dealing with and perhaps increase your happiness. Not even perhaps, I'm sure you would. Visit mensgroup.com slash RMF for articles, resources, and an opportunity to try a men's group for free. Until next time, be good to yourself and be happy. Thank you for listening to Real Men Feel. Contact us at realmenfeel at gmail.com. Learn more about author, coach, and healer Andy Grant at theandygrant.com. If you enjoyed this episode, it would help us greatly if you gave a review wherever you are listening right now. It takes less than a minute and helps other people discover Real Men Feel. 
Is your prostate waking you up more often than your alarm clock? The fact is, the older you get, the more likely you'll have prostate problems, which can affect your everyday life. That's where Prostate Complete by Real Health comes in. Prostate Complete is the result of 20 years of experience as a leader in men's health. The powerful formula in Prostate Complete supports natural prostate function and reduced urinary urges for a better quality of life. Available at Walmart. Visit prostateoneperday.com for special offers. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. 